Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week. We have two services on Sunday, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m., be a great week to join us because we're having our Christmas celebration at both services this week. We hope you can join us then, 8.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. Christmas uh, time, the Christmas season, is such a special time for everybody. Of course, we know it's filled with family and uh, celebrations and you know everybody has you know work parties and all of those things one of the best things for me about Christmas and I know a lot of people uh, around here too is that we we just love being together with our church family so there's a lot of sort of special Christmas celebrations that we're able to participate in together this Sunday there's actually two things I, I want to invite you to um, one is our Christmas celebration and that's in the morning services. And we're gonna do, there'll be a lot of extra singing, specials, congregational singing. We've got some reading that's gonna be a part of it. It, will, it really will just be a sweet time of remembering the birth of Jesus. Um, and then in the evening, uh, we've done this you know, annually for a few years now. We, we call it a, a sunset communion service. We'll actually have an outside six o'clock, uh, just time you know, out kind of in our, uh, our car line area, um, all the Christmas lights on campus will be lit. We'll do a little bit of a candlelight during that evening. It's just a sweet time together. And so if you'd like to join us at that time as well, we'd certainly like to invite you. Well, we're really glad to have with us uh, a couple that's been around Guam for a long time and God's brought them to harvest recently and I'm so thankful for that. But welcome to John and uh, Flor Cruz. Thank you guys for being with us. Thank, thank you. Uh, God has brought John and Flora to Harvest you know, in this past year, and it's really been sweet. We love uh, how you guys have connected with a lot of different people. Um, and excited to you know, get to know you a little bit more to the rest of the church family here. Um, you guys both grew up here in Guam, is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about that. What's it like growing up? What village did you grow up in, John? Let me start with you. I grew up in Maina. And uh, I went to a Ganya Heights Baptist Church growing up. Okay. Yeah. So I was around um, the fundamentals of knowing Jesus' love and um, having, having moved at 10 years old, um, it kind of let me see what, what I was missing going to different, different groups and churches. So being home is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Flora, where did you grow up? I grew up in Jigo. Tell me a little bit about your family growing up. Um, and growing up, I was raised by my auntie at the age of 12. My parents passed away when mm -hmm. I was very young. They would pass away when I was 12 years old, so my auntie raised us from then on. That was, uh, I, I don't know that we've talked about that before. I so. don't really share it because it's still, <clears throat> like, it still gets me. Yeah. Well, it's such an important, critical time of life. Both your parents passed away around the same time. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And your auntie then, 
really came along and became family for you, took care of you during that time. As you look back on that, are um, do you able to see kind of God's presence walking with you? What did you think about spiritually, you know, during that time? Or is it hard to remember? Honestly, at that time, I, I didn't understand. Like, I felt angry, like, yeah. because I needed my parents and I was really young. Mm-hmm. And I just had a lot of anger. Did you have... Uh, Siblings? Any brothers and sisters? I have seven siblings. Okay. Um, I have four sisters and two brothers. Where are you in the I'm in ages? right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty traumatic for the whole family, right? And so you're trying to deal with your own grief and loneliness and, you know, older siblings. Um, and it's not that unusual to, fe- to feel angry about it. Uh, wonder why that happened. As you got older, how did you, how did you kind of process that? I think I just put it out of my mind because I didn't really want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to feel it. I didn't understand it. I questioned a lot. Like I questioned why something like this would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at that point in my life, I was really lost. Yeah. Me, um, I'm going to ask John a little bit about a story, and then if it's okay, I, I'd like to come back to you okay. on kind of on that question. Like, so, so where was the point in time where you felt like you, know, you could kind of find your way again? Maybe I can ask you that in a minute. Okay. John, pick, pick up your story. Um, so grew up. Um, in this area, tell me about your relationship with God. My relationship with God was very, uh, I want to say, typical. Like, I wake up because my parents say, Get up, it's time to go to church. Get up, we got to go to church. It's Awana, it's vacation Bible school, we got to go. And so I grew up learning the stories and knowing that Jesus died for my sins to save me. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I was like, they keep drinking They keep drinking the grape juice and eating the bread. I want that. I'm hungry, <laughs> you know? And so when we moved to California. How old were you when you, when you moved um, We moved in 96. I was 10. 10. Okay, that's what you're saying earlier, yeah. Yeah, so um, I got baptized at Alameda Baptist Church. And it was then when I was like, if I died, I don't want to not know what's happening. Mm. I want to go to heaven. I want to be like Jesus. And so I gave myself as much as I thought I could to Jesus. And with life as it happens, I backslided. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? People that don't believe, they have it a lot easier. So I kind of was like, I want to be part of the world, but I still want to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I'm saying that foundation. I'm glad I had it because I need Jesus every day. Yeah. And knowing that I have him, no matter how far I feel like I might get pushed, I know that I need to hold that rope mm. and say, he took my yoke, but he still has my lifeline. Mm. So... I pull back and I want to be closer to Jesus. 
I want to be surrounded by people that love the Lord. It keeps me more, more focused. It's easy to get distracted in life. Very. Um, and uh, particularly when we've, you know, we've made commitments. Actually, I love how you said that. As much as I knew how, I, I really did, you know, kind of give my life mm-hmm. to, to Jesus, which is what each of us, God calls all of us to that. Will you be a follower of me? And we have to say yes or no, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has to do that. Um, but then it's easy to become distracted along the way. There's lots of other things competing for our attention. Very much. Tell me when, you know, is there a point later on in life where it felt like, hey, I've got to reconnect again? Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, we had a pastor come to a Ganyan Heights Baptist Church. We, we lost our pastor, and so we were in like, I think it was like over five years of searching. Mm-hmm for a pastor and he came and he was like I'm focusing on bringing in new right so I'm focusing on the young and he was growing us and everything and I thought he was great but a lot of the older folks were like you know I'm still here focus on the old people too and he's like the old people know already so I'm focusing on the young because they need to know where to go and so that separated our church mm-hmm. We lost the kids program and everything. The kids come with us to church and they don't focus. And so I was like, I feel like I need more. I was getting pushed away. More like losing motivation. But I always like, God has everything planned. I always tell my wife, I put my hands like this. and go, Jesus got the whole world in his hands. Everything's happening. He knows it's here. Mm. It's right here. We got to trust him. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to go to church right now. And then my cousin Kathy called me up. She's like, hey, why don't you come to Harvest and check it out? I was like, I love that idea. I always knew about Harvest. I just never thought about leaving Ganya Heights because it's family. And so first day we came to Harvest, I was like, I love everybody. Jesus showed us love, we should show love too. Well, John, you and I have talked about this a couple different times. I'm always encouraged by, you know, you and Flora both, just your desire for your children and for your family, Mm -hmm. you know, really burdened that you'd be growing spiritually. I know you're burdened to lead your family well, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and I'm excited about that. Um, Just watching... You know, your kids and you guys, you know, grow in your faith and God continuing to stretch you. So I'm really thankful for that um, and uh, thankful for God's leading for you. Thank you. Florida, you talked about that kind of feeling lost. How did did you feel like maybe that? um, Um, So when John and I started dating, um, he would say let's go to church he would take me to church and then like I would just sit there you know listen to the sermon that was being talked and then I started to like really listen and hear and understand and then there was one speaker he was like he did like an activity where he's like everyone just close your eyes if you know you're going to heaven raise your hand I didn't raise my hand because I didn't know mm-hmm. and so like me constantly going and listening and hearing i understood and then um i talked with um pastor al before we got married and then 
Um, you know, I. You're doing great. And so I talked with Pastor Al, um, our old pastor at Agana Heights Baptist Church, and on that day I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Amen. And yeah, there was a point where we stepped away from the church, but I'm glad that we're back now and we're with a community that, you know, encourages our growth Mm. with the Lord. Yeah, amen. You guys, um, you have children, right? How old are your kids? What's their. John is 10 years old, and then Herminia is seven. Okay. Sorry. No, it's great. <laughs> I had to think about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so great seeing your kids, you know, just desiring to follow the Lord, and, you know, you guys lead them. That's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, John, you were talking about this. So, you know, you became a Christian uh you know, 10, 11. When, when did you guys move back, or when did you move back to Guam? Oh, we moved back in 2005. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you were how old at that time? 18. Okay, so I you kind of finished high school yes. in the States, mm-hmm. um, came back. And, um, you guys met sometime around there? After 2007. That? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, h- how did you sense, you know, kind of some of those challenges of the high school years? Um did you feel like uh, was it a struggle for you to try to follow the Lord? How about those years? I um, so I talked with Pastor Wade about it once, right? And I was like, it's hard to sit on the fence. You can't be both sides, yeah, because one person's pulling you this way, the other person's pulling you that way. I said I didn't want that because I didn't want to fall over and not be on the fence anymore. Right. So that's what kind of always pulls me back. Like, I need Jesus, right? And so, in high school, I had friends, you know, we go and do stuff, get in trouble. But then on Sundays, Wednesday nights, I wake up, I go to church. And then I feel I feel fresh. And then Monday, I go back to school, and it's like, let's get in trouble. And so, that's where I was in high school. I was back and forth. But Yeah, and you f- end up feeling, you know, uncertain about a lot of things, right? Yeah. I mean, Jesus said, "No man can serve two masters, mm-hmm. um, uh, because you you either hate the one and love the other, or you hold the one and you know despise the other." Yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's very easy for that to happen, but but we really do feel torn, you know, yeah. in that time, and um, to be able to mm-hmm. be a, a fully committed follower of Jesus is really what discipleship you know means for us. Um, Flora, what about you? So you made that decision to be a follower of Jesus. Was it all easy after that? No. I mean, I'm human. I make mistakes. There are still times where my, I don't, like, my actions don't reflect, you know? Like, I do make mistakes. I get angry. I do petty things, you know? But I still, you know, I pray and I ask the Lord to forgive me and just to help me be a better person the next day, you know, and to constantly remind myself to live in His Word Mm -hmm. the way that He would want us to. We talked about this before, um, you know, a number of months back, but uh, what is the significance of fellowship for you, you know, community, other believers? Why is that a big deal? you know, to you guys in your walk floor? For me, I feel like it encourages my walk with the Lord. Like, it brings me closer. 
Like, there are times where I'm, like, I or also, like, if we, during, like, community group, like, mm-hmm. there if we go over stories and they're, like, they explain it, I'm, like, oh, I never saw it like that. You know, it's, like, fresh eyes. And then somebody else would, like, share their opinion, which is, which gives you a different look or a different, you know, a different view. Um, community, like, as far as having other believers encourage you and, you know, they give you that support and that love. It lets you know, like, even though even though times are rough, just call on me, you know. I'll be there to help you out. I need help, too, so you can be there to help me out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it is that brother. It's that brother bond. And um, Luke, was, um, Luke was actually the first person that invited me to community group when mm. we started coming here. And I fell in love with Luke and Hannah. And Pastor Jake and everybody, mm-hmm. and just seeing how they how they carry themselves, it's so like you wouldn't think Luke is shy, but he's shy. <laughs> and having that encouragement, like Luke's shy, but he came up to me. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're you're a scary guy. I don't want to go up to you because you're big." I'm like. What does big have to do with being scary? <laughs> I don't think you're scary. Just you've got, come and say hi to me. John, you've got one of the friendliest <laughs> faces of anybody that I know. It's always smiling, always yeah. welcoming. So I've never heard anybody say you're scary. That's because Jesus loves me. That's right. Yeah. 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 And I love Jesus. I love everybody. Well, I mean, I see that in both of you guys. Actually, uh, you have been really a welcoming part of our Harvest family because you are warm. You can just see that mm-hmm. together and you care about people. Um, and want people to feel as welcome as you did, you yes, know, when you came. Yes. That's that's so important. Yeah, that community part. Um, Hebrews ten talks about this idea of as part of the body of Christ. One of you know, church isn't just some place that we come and attend. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people feel that it's something we belong to, mm-hmm. and the significance of that is is that we need each other. Um, Bible talks about the body in terms of. You know, like body parts, the hand and the eye and the mm-hmm. heart and the kneecap. <laughs> you know, every single part is yes. important that we need each other. And uh, that Hebrews 10 passage calls us to exhort one another and encourage one another, meet together regularly, um, because we live in a difficult time. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, so, you know, we talk about the fact that, I mean, our world is changing, but but regardless of the very specific time that we live in, we live in a, in a world and in a season where it's just hard to live for God. And if we don't have that continuous uh, encouragement of others who are walking beside us, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. John, encouraging us, exhorting us, sometimes challenging us, you know, in some areas, it's so hard to live the spiritual life by your own, on your own. So at this season of your life, uh, what would you guys say is the big focus of God's plan for your life? What is he teaching you? How are you growing? So in the beginning, I was focused on I need my kids to learn. Mm. I want them to be saved. But bringing them here and watching my son read his action Bible and he finished it. And he started telling me all these stories, and I'm like, I forgot about that story. Mm. You know, watching him grow, and he's like, Jesus died for us. Jesus died for us. That's crazy. Mm. And I'm like, he did. And that's what I wanted you to learn. I was like, 
the more that you understand Jesus' love and the more that you can put that out and lead that example, but I wasn't teaching him. Mm-hmm. I was more focused on, you need to learn it. Yeah. And then when you learn it, then we'll be together. But I wasn't being that teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm learning now that I'm here at Harvest. I'm learning that even though he's here going to school and he's learning about Jesus, I still have to put in that footwork. I have to guide him. And I'm learning a lot as far as where I need to go. Love that, John. Yeah. So my focus when I first got here was for my kids, Mm. but it's for me. Uh, Wow. Very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Laura, what about you? What do you think is the big thing God's teaching you at this part of your life? I think it's the same as John. Like, it's just teaching me to constantly, like, think and then grow also and live in His Word and just, like, just be in it. Mm. Well, it's pretty cool for me to think about and see, you know, even in this, you know, this short period of time, really. I've, I'm watching you guys grow spiritually. I mean, I can see it in in your faces. I can see it in responses, um, and uh, and I love that. And even just the comments that you made right here are such indications of God's work in your life, growing you, uh, and then you know that will be an outflow to your children, to your family, and I think mm-hmm. to a lot of other people. So. Um, I love the, this picture that we're talking about here of the church walking together, right? It's a path. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. Linking arms, helping, encouraging each other along the path. Fishing. Yeah. Fishing? <laughs> yeah. We're, fish, we're fishers of men. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and to, be, to be able to you know, share that together with the church family is really great. So mm-hmm. glad that God has brought you guys here, praying for his blessing on you and your family. And thank you for being willing to share you know, parts of your life here with us today. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to personally invite you again to Harvest Baptist Church. Two services on Sunday, 8.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m. We're having our Christmas celebration. We really hope you can join us for that this Sunday. And thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.